welcome to a better lifestyle i am your host richard and i will be with you throughout this journey this show is here to empower individuals to do more in life professionally you will find a variety of topics that will help you to be more productive and more successful so join me and the professionals from different industries as we bring education and knowledge for more success. Hi, if this is your first time listening to the show and you like it, subscribe to the podcast at the end and please give it a review. Share the episode or the show with someone who you think would like it. And to all my faithful listeners, Thank you for keep on listening. And if you could do the same, give it a review, share the podcast or the episode. It would be very appreciated. So on that note, thank you. And let's get started. Hi, everybody. My name is Richard L'Esperance, and I go by the name of My Man Richard. Uh, today, we're going to talk about emotional intelligence. And I have uh, I have the pleasure to have uh, I forgot to ask like uh, your la- your last name how to be pronounced is it uh, how do you pronounce it Mike Acker Acker like Tracker yeah <laughs> Mike Acker so uh, welcome Mike Ike, uh, Acker to uh, welcome to a better pot uh, to a better lifestyle so. Uh, uh, give us a brief resume of uh, who you are and uh, in two minutes, and uh, we'll get started. Yeah, I always like to say that people's life uh, really starts with their parents. So my dad was a drug dealer. My mom was a witch. Then after that, they went in and started a coffee company, raised us in a total different spin, made some choices to become missionaries down in Mexico. So we moved to Mexico. So in Mexico and as a child, I had several different things I had to overcome. One, this whole stigma that I didn't even know I had on me from my parents. Two, I had a speech impediment. And three, I had to learn how to speak English in a different language and live as an other in a different country. So that's all part of my story. What did I do with that? I returned to the United States, went to college, and ended up getting into a career with public speaking. Did that for 18 years, switched over to the corporate world. While I was there, I wrote a book. I was coaching on the side and I wrote about how to be a better public speaker. It became huge, speak with no fear, it's all over the place. And I learned during that time that a lot of the success I had had was because of my communication, but for another reason as well, my emotional intelligence, my ability to relate with people. I got recruited into an industry that Really, no one on the outside of the industry was able to get into, but I got recruited because of my communication and my emotional intelligence. And then from there, I wrote some more books and launched, left that role. And now I'm a speaker. I'm an author of 16 books and workbooks, and I'm an executive communication coach. Okay. Uh, So what is uh, emotional intelligence? Emotional intelligence is the ability to understand your own emotions and how to live and interact and communicate to other people who are also emotional beings. Okay. And uh, why uh, why is it important uh, when we talk about emotional intelligence? 
so much of what we do and what we say is driven emotionally. I mean, think about emotional eating, emotional responses. Someone says something and it triggers in emotion. And so there's a reaction to it. And a lot of times we aren't even aware of why we do what we do. Sometimes we'll do something, but why, why did I do that? And then you look at some people and you go, it doesn't seem like they're putting a lot of thought process into their life, but they just keep on doing the right thing again and again and again and again. So why is that? It's because often of emotions. I think one family I know, extremely well-grounded parents, very emotionally smart, raised their kids emotionally smart. So guess what happens with their kids? Their kids sort of naturally, quote unquote, make wise decisions because they understand how to control their emotions and not just to decide with their emotions. They think things through instead of just reacting to the world around them. On the other hand, there's people who jump in and out of a relationship or jump in and out of a job or just say whatever they want to say and don't know how to interact with people because they don't know what's happening on the inside. And often they sabotage themselves. So it's absolutely vital for us to understand what's happening to ourselves, and then become emotionally aware of the people around you as well. Sometimes people say something, and we know this, and they don't mean it. And what happened in that moment? An emotion triggered something, and an emotion led them to let some words out. Hmm. Uh, you have uh, you have a book on uh, emotional intelligence. What's the name? Uh, what's the name of the book, and uh, what is it all about? What does it uh, What does it teach? What do you What do you have? Yeah, absolutely. So my primary thing is I help people with their communication. That's my primary thing. I do executive coaching. I do speaking. I do writing. But if I'm looking at all of it, I'm thinking ultimately it's about communication. But communication is not just public speaking. Communication is connection. So I could speak at you right now, but you might not feel connected at all. But, but at the same time, I could speak to you and you feel like Mike is actually speaking to me. You're driving, listening to Richard's podcast as you're just doing something on the road or you're working and it's in the background, you're listening. And, and yet you feel like, Mike, you're speaking to me. I get it. That's an interesting story, but. I'm right there with you. So public speaking can be, at its worst, just speaking at people. But communication has to be with people. And public speaking should be as well. So after I worked with people a lot on their communication, their public speaking, I realized that there was a piece that I wanted to go deeper. What's behind the words? What's behind the thoughts? What's driving the words that come out? Often emotion. And being able to regulate our emotion will make us more powerful communicators. So how does communication work? And this is the whole aspect of the book. How do we connect with people? We connect through emotional intelligence. Now, the first thing for you to do to connect with a potential relationship or reconnect with your spouse or connect with your boss or direct reports or any other people that you're connecting with, the first thing to do is to know where you are. In the book, I give this analogy of driving a car. If, if you're going to go on a road trip with people, you need three different aspects of that road trip, three components. You need to be aware of your car. 
And what's happening in your car? Do you have gas? Is your car working well? You can't go on a road trip if your car's going to consistently break down. It's not going to be very fun. So you need to be aware of your car. We'll talk about that in a moment. And then you need to be aware of the cars around you. If you're on a road, you're sharing that road with others, and you need to navigate them and being aware, oh, is that person braking? Is that person speeding up? Is that person tailgating me? Am I too close to someone? And then once you get to the destination, you need to be able to enjoy that place with them and interact with the people that you drove all this way to. So connecting through emotional intelligence, just like I said a second ago, with whoever you're talking with, starts with an awareness of you. A lot of people, Richard, are not aware of themselves. I mean, think about this. A lot of people, we have an emotional lettuce between our teeth. Now, why I say emotional? Because physically, if I have a lettuce between my teeth and I'm unaware of it, what happens at the end of the day when I finally become aware of it? I move it. I take it off. I'm like, oh, shoot, I had lettuce in my teeth. I can't believe I did that. We've done that before, right? It's like, oh, I did that. I checked my teeth right before this just to make sure I didn't have lettuce in my teeth. <laughs> it's it's huge. But we get it physically. No one wants to be caught with their fly down or you know a collar up or lettuce in their teeth. But we do this emotionally because we're not aware of what's happening inside of us. Emotional intelligence starts with self-awareness. But not only being aware also knowing what to do with what you're now aware of. Like if I'm aware that, hey, I got lettuce in my teeth, but I don't know how to pick it out with my, my fingernail, then it doesn't do me very good to be aware of it. So part of this whole self-awareness of communication, of relationship, of connection, starts with knowing what's happening inside of you and then knowing what to do about it, how to regulate it. Sometimes we need training on this. We need to read some books. We need to go see a counselor. We need to think things through. We need to talk to somebody we trust. But it's that regulating of our emotions. It's that management. And then from there, we need to motivate ourselves to get to the spot where we want to get. Let's let's put this into physical fitness. If if you're going through life and you're busy, you're working, and all of a sudden you go to a doctor and the doctor says, sir, ma'am, you are 70 pounds overweight. Maybe for whatever reason, you didn't look in a mirror, no one ever told you, but you didn't realize that you had extra poundage on you. Okay, now you're aware. Now you're aware of maybe why you aren't sleeping well at night or why you're sluggish. You're aware of your physical overweight, 70 pounds. Now, what do you do about that? Maybe the doctor says, this awareness, the 70 pounds overweight, it's going to reduce your lifespan. It's going to really take away. That happened to a mentor of mine, John Maxwell, was told that his weight was going to cause him to live a shorter life. So now he has to do something about it. Okay, what can he do? We all know the factors of emotional weight loss, or weight loss which activity, healthy diet, and uh, staying within what happens with our own body. So now he knows what to do. Okay, that third component of this working on yourself part, your own car, is motivation. So for John Maxwell, he looked at his life and he thought, I know people around me that I want to live to enjoy. So he regulated once he was aware because he had the motivation 
of really being effective with his family and lifelong with his family. Okay, now let's pause for you. You're driving going, okay, yeah, I did blow up recently. Oh, yeah, I did get passed up for that promotion. Yeah, things are not going well there. Okay, why? What's happening to you? We're talking about your car. But before you get on the road with others, let's talk about your car. Open up the hood, see what's underneath. Do you have some emotional wounds? Do you have some scarring? Do you have some questions, some doubts, some victim mentality, some imposter syndrome? What's happening inside of you? Now, what can you do about it? Can you journal it? Can you talk to somebody? Can you process? Can you start replacing? Can you practice disassociation? Can you name the emotion? Now we're regulating it. We're not We're not letting our emotions manage us. We're managing our emotions. We're not allowing our emotions to so-called make us do something. He made me so mad. No, no, no. You're taking hold of that emotions. You're regulating it. And now why is it that you want to change? You haven't been able to get down the road as far as you want. You haven't been able to make that connection. Think through it. Find the why. Get that motivation. And now get on the road. So that's the first part of, of emotional intelligence is that self aspect. Me. Who am I? Now, once you have that, let's switch to look at some of the people around you. Who is around you on the road? These people on the road in real life and in my analogy have emotions. They're emotionally driven. I was, okay, uh, this is my confession, Richard. Okay, here it goes. I'm a very aggressive driver. And um, on the way to my son's school the other day, I was behind a car and they did not, they did not take the gap in crossing the road when I thought they should. So I honked at them. And then they lowered the window and flipped me off. So I honked at them again. And then they didn't take the next gap and I laid on the horn and she gave me a whole roll down and everything. And not emotionally smart, not emotionally mature. But then I looked at her face and her face was full of rage. And I thought to myself, you know, Mike, there's probably more going on in her life right now. And you just didn't help by laying on the horn and by kind of playing this game of escalating the temper. Who knows what's happening inside of her emotions? Now that's a silly example that did happen, but we do that with people around us all the time. We, we don't pay attention to the other cars on the road, the people in our life. What is your son experiencing that caused him to say that? What is your wife or spouse experiencing? What is your coworker experiencing? And before we jump to conclusion and jump to interacting with them, which is that third step, what can we do to identify, explore, and empathize with them? The cornerstone of emotional intelligence is empathy. Once I understand what's happening inside of me, I'm now aware that there's things happening inside of others. So here I'm talking with Richard today. It may have been the best day ever. It may have been a really tough day. And if I just jump into interacting with him and do whatever, I might miss out on something if I'm not paying attention to also going, okay, this is Richard's show, and Richard wants to help people have a better life. 
if I can't, if I can't empathize with that and get that on board, I'm going to totally miss everything that Richard would want from a guest. And going back to public speaking, I can't speak with confidence if I can't, not true confidence at least, if I'm not empathizing with the people. I've got to be able to meet a need that they have. So sometimes when I get frustrated by someone's response around me, so I get an emotion, frustration, irritation, feeling disrespect. Sometimes I get that. And instead of jumping to reaction, I take a moment and I go, what is happening inside of them? What can I identify in them? What can I explore that they're going through? And how can I empathize? Now, once I get that, I've got awareness going on here. I'm regulating my emotions. I'm not letting my emotions control my life, run my life. And I'm motivating myself to emotional growth, consistency. Now I can jump in, start reading the emotions of others, realizing that they too are human beings, emotional beings in this world. They too have hopes and dreams and aspirations and feelings of failures and depression and anxiety. Okay, they have something. Now we can interact with each other. Now we're arriving at the destination and we can discuss, we can talk, we can play, we can laugh, we can cry together. And that's the social skills, the social skills of how to talk with somebody, how to start up a conversation with somebody, how to make them feel special by so-called remembering their name and things like that. But often there are books on how to interact and have great social skills, but that's the outside outward display of really, it should be an outward display of an inward health. Otherwise, it's an outward display of hypocrisy. We're actually not doing well, and we don't really care what people are doing, but we're going to pretend like we're great social advocates anyway. So that's the whole panorama <laughs> of emotional intelligence in just a few moments. The way I put this in my book, Connect Through Emotional Intelligence, is me, you, us. Emotional intelligence starts with me to you and then us. So how do you increase emotional intelligence then? Find out where you are stuck. Is it that you are stuck with what's happening inside of you? If you do not know what's happening inside of you, if you don't know how to regulate your emotions, if you don't know how to motivate yourself to change, if you don't know even what you're feeling, it starts right there. Now, if you are pretty emotionally aware, attuned, you write poetry, you write songs. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it looks like for you, but you are emotionally attuned. Then you want to start thinking about others. Others. So start thinking about the five closest people to you. And can you write down what emotions that they're experiencing? Sometimes I think about Okay, I didn't like that response right there from one of my loved ones. What are they experiencing? I had this situation with my sister. I didn't like a reaction she had. What is she experiencing? Okay, this, 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 and this. I'm able to identify what's happening. I'm able to explore more. And then I'm able to empathize. So maybe you feel like you're pretty attuned with who you are. Then you've gone the first step. But maybe you're not very attuned with others. Why does your son not want to talk? Why does your 
husband not want to in, do so and such, such and such? Why is it? Can you dive in and, and answer that question? Now, once you get there, if you're like, no, I'm actually pretty attuned with myself and I'm pretty in tune with others, how are you interacting with others? How are you displaying that? Think about a lot of people have intelligence but don't do anything with it. So if you know all the answers to the test, you know what the test is going to hold, but you're not putting them down, then you're not going to pass, you're not going to go forward. So how can you build the external skills around the emotional health and intelligence you already have? What are the, you mentioned uh, social uh, social skills concerning emotional intelligence. Are there any other skills concerning uh, emotional intelligence? Yeah, when you're thinking about social skills. So let's just walk through social skills how to have a conversation, how to make people feel special when you meet them and make a good first impression, how to communicate what you actually mean to say instead of passive aggressively communicating it or aggressively or passively not communicating it. So those are just some of the social skills that we're, that we're involved in. And so when we're around people, we are, we're sharing a space with them and we want to, We want to interact with them on two human emotional beings having civil discourse, having appropriate discourse. This could be how to disagree with somebody, which would be a great conversation, especially in the United States. How to how to see from the other angle and how to bring that out. How to be an active listener. How to be a person who talks with clarity. So all of these are great social skills. Storytelling. All of these are aspects where if you're an emotional being who understands other, <laughs> you are an emotional being. If you're an emotionally healthy human being and you can understand the other emotions and interact with the emotional interactions of others, then now what can you do together? How do you, how do you share the same space? How do you debate? How do you argue? How do you listen? How do you disagree? How do you assert yourself? How do you make your request known? What do you do in that space together? So, for example, let's just dive into one. Um, I wrote a book recently, came out from a major publisher, and I was actually in New York City, and I saw it in Barnes & Noble. It's in Barnes & Noble all across the United States, so it's pretty cool. So that book is called Speak With Confidence. And in that book, I talk about a social skill. And the social skill is also something I talk about in Connected Emotional Intelligence. Interesting. Speaking with confidence and emotional intelligence have so much in common. So what is that skill? Know what you want to say. What do I mean? When we sometimes go into a meeting with somebody, it could be our boss. It could be with our direct reports. It could be leading a team meeting. It could be with our spouse. It could be with the parents of a, of a soccer team we coach and on and on. Often we try to find the words that we want to say while we're talking. So unbeknownst to, to the listeners here and even to Richard, as Richard asks the questions, I think about what is the point I want to get across here? So in this one, it was, I want to get a point across of having a point to get across. And it would really help you in your social skills to just have a point that you're trying to get across. Clarity. What is it that you want to say? Now notice, it's not, What are the things you want to say? But what is the thing? 
You're going into that soccer meeting. You're going to go in your spouse and talk about your calendar. But as you go into that calendar, you end up getting into a whole chain of events and go back into a whole frustration. No, no, stay single topic. Sometimes actually when we're solving conflict, we don't go single topic. We go tons of topics and we bring up the past instead of really tackling that one issue. So here's a great social skill for you. If you're healthy, you're interacting with the other people and you're unaware of what's happening on there, what is the one thing you need to say? We need to plan the funeral arrangements for grandma. We don't need to talk about the will right now. Okay, there's the one thing. We need to discuss whether we should buy a house or get an Airbnb. We don't need to go into all these other areas of whether our kid's going to go to that school or that school. We're going to discuss our vacation plans. We're not going to relive memories from 20 years ago when you're planning a vacation with friends, which is what happened with me. What is the one topic? Great social skill. Yeah. Are there times where you just BS and everything going everywhere? Sure. But that's a different situation. If you're communicating about something, a great social skill to have is clarity about the communication. Uh, how can we use emotional intelligence effectively in uh, in our professional life? Yeah, I love that you asked this. Right before this, I was talking to somebody and she said, I never really realized that my personal life had become so separate from my personal life, my professional life. And we have a false dichotomy. There is uh, a separation of duties At home, I do this and this and this. And at work, I do this, this, and this. But there shouldn't be a separation of self. The same self I bring with me off stage should be the same self I bring with me on stage. So if you're listening to how I'm talking to my client after this call or how I'm going to meet up with some friends a little bit later for coffee or how I'm meeting up with a client later after that or how I'm going to meet my wife or be at basketball practice, same guy maybe some different hats I'm wearing, the same guy. So how does emotional intelligence show up in the workplace? It should be part of who you are all the time. Now, there might be different triggers at work. It might be a, a trigger of stress that makes you feel overwhelmed. And at home, it might be a trigger of maybe you have a teenage son or daughter and you feel like they they take you for granted. So you feel disrespected. Now, notice, disrespected, overwhelmed. What comes out of feeling overwhelmed? You could, you could out of your overwhelm, give up. You could, you could release some words that you don't want to say if you can't manage that emotion. How about if you're feeling disrespected? You could, in return, act with disrespect. Well, be that way. And so if we're unaware of those emotions, we're going to respond poorly. Now, here's what happens. That overwhelm comes home, doesn't it? And that disrespect comes to work if you don't manage it. So if you're unaware that you're feeling disrespected at home and you go to work where you're feeling overwhelmed and someone says something, not really meaning it because they're not aware of what's happening with you. And they something like say, well, the boss never lets me do this. Now, what happened? You just felt disrespected. And out of your overwhelmed state, those two to combine and you say something like get in here and you let them know what you are thinking so how do you take emotional intelligence to workplace you take emotional intelligence everywhere you go you're aware of yourself 
You're aware of what's happening and you are choosing your responses instead of just reacting to the emotional triggers that come up. Uh, what's your, do you have an experience uh, in your professional life concerning emotional intelligence? A good one? Yeah, a good one. Yeah, there was one time I was working with a client and he was super, super well-known, super, super um, effective in his leadership. And as we were talking, there was just kind of like a, a hold up. Like, I felt like we were working on something and, and there was just something in the way. And thankfully, in that time, I, I try to practice being self-aware. I'm not always 100%. No one else ever is. But I'm practicing being self-aware. And I'm trying to always practice that empathy with others. So I pause for a moment. And I'm thinking to myself, what's he got on his shoulders? What's happening with him? And I did an exploratory question. And with me being vulnerable and open, I said something like, hey, it just seems like this is happening. And I kind of laid it out there, just kind of open. And oh my gosh, the torrent of the interaction that came from that when I empathized with him, when he saw that I wasn't negatively, when I was able to manage my own emotions and not react negatively, and then I was able to empathize with him, it just opened up a torrent of new conversation, new words, there was greater connection afterwards like man that was so helpful thank you so much i really appreciate that other times are just when someone gives you a negative feedback for example i spoke at a large conference and i got one person who commented negatively on the feedback what did i do emotionally aware i am not one person's response i know my value i know what i did i know what i brought that one person didn't like it so I was able to regulate my response to it and think through it. And then I was able to empathize with a, with a person who shared it with me. Hey, this one person shared this. Hey, I get that. And so I was able to give her a good, solid response that equipped her to go on and interact with that person. Now, there's been times where I have done it poorly, too. But, <laughs> but uh, thankfully, I've been able to respond professionally and personally with emotional intelligence a great many of times. Mm. Uh, in regards to everything we've talked about, what would be your last words concerning uh, emotional intelligence? Yeah, where you are is not where you have to stay. Remember at the very beginning, I told you my story about my how my dad was a drug dealer. <laughs> and it's a true story. People are like, is that real? I'm like, yeah, it was real. My dad was a drug dealer. And, and my mom was a witch. Now, they were there. That was their spot. That was their reality. Think about that road analogy. Maybe you're in a ditch and that's your reality. Where are you in your emotions? Okay, where you are is not where you have to stay. I mentioned my mom and my dad because even though they were in this life, they started making some decisions and they thought, you know what? This is not the life we want to bring our kids into. We don't want to bring them into this uncertainty of whether the law is going to catch up. And this is pre-cartel days, more of the hippie days. But we still don't want to bring our kids into this. And it's getting more violent. It's getting more crazy. What can we do? And through a series of choices, they end up making radical life decision. Actually, they actually ended up becoming conservative Christians that get involved in feeding the poor and taking care of people. So they went from this self-ish lifestyle to a self-less 
lifestyle and serving the poor and disenfranchised in New Mexico. So my parents went from here to here, total different spots. And they did it through the power of choices. They made choices. And the choices they made made my life. The decisions you make change the destiny of others. So if you're in a ditch somewhere, you don't empathize with people. You don't know how to interact with people. Your car won't even run on the highway. Find out where you are, but where you are is not where you have to stay. You have the power to cho choose. Okay, we're back. Uh, we had some technical uh, issues, so Mike is back. So uh, you were saying uh, my last, this was my last question too. It was uh, uh, a resume of everything we've talked about, about uh, emotional intelligence. So if you want to start all over or it's up to you. Now, ultimately, when it comes to emotional intelligence, where you are is not where you have to stay. So if you're on the ditch, you, you don't have to stay there. And a lot of times people think that they're stuck and it's a victim mentality. It's a loop playing on in their mind again and again and again. But where you are is not where you have to stay. That's true for communications, true for, true for marriage difficulties, for dating difficulties, for financial difficulties. Don't believe just because you haven't been able to get out of the ditch is that you're stuck in the ditch forever. Instead, find the help, find the tools. Emotional intelligence, get one of my books. Find the, the path for you to get out of that spot you find yourself in. Okay. Uh, where can people find you on uh, social media or the internet? Yeah, you can find me at mikeacker.com or you can go to Amazon. You can type in Mike Acker and you can find Connect Through Emotional Intelligence. You can find Speak With Confidence, which is a brand new book out and really pulls together a lot of the concepts of my books. And I would love to connect with you on LinkedIn or other social media channels. I'm at the at sign Mike D-O-T com. Thank you for listening. If there's any topics you would like me to touch, feel free to reach out to me and I'll do my best to make it happen. I'm on most social media platforms and you could send me an email. You will find the links in the show notes. And also don't forget if this is your first time listening to the podcast and you like it, please don't forget to subscribe at the end. Thank you and see you next time.